Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Why do girls put guys in the friend zone? Because we don't like them, they're too nice. What's wrong with being nice? We like to- With all the data that I've shown is that women has a strong preference for guys that are tall and good looking from the dating apps, uh, which also leads to higher rates of single women and lower marriage rates, higher divorce rates. It's from people glamorizing toxicity, which essentially is coming from girls flocking to the chats and dating way above their league and trying to lock these guys down. Then when they get to their 30s, they either stay delusional or they settle down with a quote-unquote nice guy. This also explains why there's an increasing trend in never married single mothers, and it is now at all-time high. They tend to keep their crazy standards or even higher because of their failed relationships and also go after younger guys as well. Hypergamy. Isn't it amazing? She's telling you what I've been telling you for the longest. And that is, a lot of women will have these idealistic views of the man they want in their lives. As she described, as I told you, women discriminate harshly when it comes to height and different things. Shoe size, you name it, anything. Receding hairline, gut. It could be anything that she could discriminate against the guy on. And therefore, in some cases, the more guys she turns down, she actually feels more accomplished. Makes her feel good. Some women. You have others that are actually really trying to get the guy to She likes him, but she wants to get him into that direction. But for the most part, the women she's talking about are the material girls. Guys, these are the girls that are going for men that, as she said, are out of their league. Now, when I say out of their league, what I mean is this. They think that beauty alone will get it. Especially if they run across an alpha male. Now, when I say that, I know that term has been overused. I'm not talking about the guy that's talking loud in a bar and is trying to convince everybody that he's an alpha male beating his chest. Saying misogynistic things. I'm talking about the person that has really got their stuff together career-wise, lifestyle-wise, and they may be handsome, got the six-pack and everything, But the guy is not interested in her. And the reason for this a lot of times, it has to do with what he already perceives. A lot of women don't realize it, but a lot of these guys have already been approached by women like them before. And once they realize that, they also look at that person would be a risk to even go out on a date with. The reason being is that They'll be worried more about, you don't have what I have. And therefore, is it worth the risk of being with you? There are some women that are that way. That may have resources, may have everything together. And they see a guy that they like. But they're like, well, you know, he's handsome, he's nice, he's this. But. I can't take that risk with him. And what that risk is, is the possibility of being used or being disappointed. And a lot of times they'll see that red flag up front. You as the person that's trying to pursue this individual don't notice this yet. 
but they've already picked up on you. Let me tell you one way that men weed women out very easily. Ladies, if you ever wear something counterfeit, like counterfeit handbag, something like that, and you're approaching a man that's already bought those things for other women, he's not going to bring you up. He's going to leave you there. I hate to say it, but you may be a superstar in your league of men that you constantly deal with. But there's some guys that are deal with only the real thing. Now, sadly, many of these women will never get in contact with these guys. Like the women that want the quote-unquote high-value man, as I said before, what the hell is that? Depends on what your perspective is. Usually it's money. And the minute a woman starts talking about something like that, a man who really has that value, he's not interested in her. He sees her as nothing more than somebody that wants to come up. Well, hell, he can go to the street corner and find a finer woman that doesn't even have a clue as to how to get a man like that before he would take someone who's pining for a guy like that. Now, she also talked about how a lot of these women are still delusional in their 30s. That's the reason why I tell many of you ladies, by the time you're 25, you got to come out of that funk. You got to come out of that party scene. You got to come out of that bullshit session that you've been dealing with. Sadly, some of you ladies start out early, starting out families with guys, and you're not married to them, and you're just living in, and you're comfortable together. When you get about 28, if you started with them at 18, you're about ready to get out of there. Because usually in those relationships, they become routine, they become flaccid, they become very, very, very flat. There's some that make it. I knew one couple that was together for 15 years and got married on the 15th year of them living together. And it was like a non-event for both of them. They just did it as a formality to shut the families up. But for the most part, if they go past 28 or 27 with that delusional mindset into their 30s, they may wind up scrambling within their 30s before they get to 40. These are the women that you usually see that are looking to get married immediately, looking to have a family, and they have a time horizon of about a year with a guy. As I told you before, met one lady, she already had her ring. She already had a wedding dress. She had all of this crap already laid out. People that were going to be a maid of honor. And she's looking at me as to say, well, a year from now, no, it's not going to happen. She dropped me like a hot potato. You're not ready yet. She's pushing towards marriage. I don't know a damn thing about this woman, barely. And some of them are like that. If you're in your 40s with this delusion of finding that guy, you're screwed. You're going to be like one of these women who have stayed at the party too late. You'll probably wind up getting plastic surgery as you get older, and you don't know when to sit down. You don't know when it's over. Because you get stuck on that turnstile of trying to get that one dream accomplished. At this point, as you've gone through bad relationships, and if you will notice this, as she said, which is very true, women who have gone through bad relationships will then heighten their standards. 
and they become very pessimistic about others' efforts as far as dating or others' relationships. I don't know why you're trying to go and get, it ain't going to work. There are no good men out there. Now, she almost had it right about the single moms, but there's been a different trend. Some single moms go for a younger man. Now, here's the reason why a lot of single mothers go for younger men. C-O-N-T-R-O-L. What many of them are hoping to get is a guy who wants to be a dad. The incentive for many of the guys to get involved with these women is the fact that a lot of them may be like in their 20s, going to their 30s in some cases. And the incentive is that she can have a child for him. And she can make him feel like a man. And what the kind of man she's looking for usually is a man that needs validation as a man. Especially if he grew up in a single-parent household. Because, see, he's going to meet up halfway with that because he's going to feel he's incomplete because his mom was a single mom and he didn't want to be like his dad. So he's going to go on and help this woman who has children and he's trying to reassert himself in dad's place. Now, usually, these young men who have single mothers, that single mother is going to fight like hell to keep her son away from another single mom. Because she's going to think he can do better. Because she wants to see an improvement from her situation in her child. Your dad didn't stay with me. I'm going to make you a responsible man. You're going to get you a good woman and you're going to start out with your own DNA. You're not going to go and take somebody else's and take care of somebody else's kids. And so this becomes a battle of will between the two parties. That woman, which is going to be older, usually, and that younger man and mom. Now, he's not really ready to be out there because he doesn't want to sever his ties with mom because mom, after all, is the closest thing he has that anybody gives a damn about him for the most part. But he's feeling as though, hey, I got to get this insecurity taken care of, so let me go on and get with this woman, and I could probably be the mediator between the two of them, and I can make it work. And he's going to try to work on his mom and try to convince her that this is the right choice for him. And old girl on the other side is going to be saying, yeah, and she'll be challenging his masculinity. Oh, you're just a mama's boy. You need a real woman in your life. I'm not your mama. They're going to assert these things in order to punk you, young men, into a relationship with them. Now, she may even lie to you about the status of the baby's fathers. Her goal is to get you. Now, it's different when a younger man deliberately goes for her and knows what the hell he's doing. But that's rare. Most of these guys have to be convinced to take on this. And usually these kids, these Young men don't have any children themselves. So they're playing house. They like being called daddy. They like being called a husband, even though they're not married. It makes them feel accomplished. It fills that void of masculinity that they're missing. And many times these guys already have image and identity issues in the sense that they're trying to not be a soft mama's boy. So they might play the thug role until they get in trouble and wind up like the guy did the other day that got 43 years for kidnapping a woman 
and raping her. Cried like a baby. Was all hard and stuff at first, talking back to the judge. Judge just sat there. She didn't want to hear. She just kept reading off the charges. She kept reading off the verdicts. And then she told him exactly what he was going to get. And he talking about he had calculated 43 and a half years. She said, no, there's no half. 43 years. A young life wasted. Young men, I'm going to tell you this. That is one time you may want to listen to your mother. Especially if you're young and you're not prepared, you don't have any education besides a high school education. You've got a little piece of job at Walmart or somewhere bagging groceries. You don't need that headache because a family is a full responsibility. And at any time, that woman can say that you did something to one of those kids or coach one of those kids to say you did something and your ass is grass. If you're going to do this, and I tell you this, because some of you will anyway, at least get with the woman who's been married and had all of her children by the same man. At least there somebody gave a damn about her to marry her. And not only that, she had enough respect for herself to make him take on that responsibility of marriage. And if it didn't work, okay, that's fine. But at least she tried. I'm telling you this because, see, that very single mother that you're trying to talk to now, when her boys get older, the first thing she's going to tell them, don't you go out there and get, get a ready-made family. But you go out there and do that. The very same thing your mother told you. And here's another thing you got to concern yourselves with. What if she decides to go back to him? Or in some cases never left him but just wants you as a side piece. Other things to think about. What if she's on public assistance in public housing where a man can't be in the house? She's going to be hiding your clothes in the closet. You're going to be jumping over fences and shit when CPS come to visit or a social worker. You don't have to go through all that. Let her focus on her kids. Let her get herself together. Then if you want to do it later on after you got yourself together, that's a different thing. But here's the thing. Don't cut yourself short because you don't have to. And see what's happening here is a lot of single moms now that have teenage boys and sons in their early 20s, they're talking to their sons. So a lot of these women are going for older men. And there are many reasons why. And see, it's a lot of competition because there's not that many single older men. There are more single older women than there are single older men. Twice the number. So the competition is thick. And so you'll start getting these younger women, older guys, that are going to try to talk to you age don't mean a thing and here's the thing also again they're going to use that same incentive of having a child if you're 50 or 45 you're a fool to have a kid with a single mom who already has children here's why I say this when those kids get 20 if you're 45 you'll be 65 by the time they get of age as an adult. Now just imagine 
55, you'll be 75. If you're 60, you'll be 80. You go to visit your kids at school, that kid that you had with her at school, they're going to think you're his grandfather. And I'm telling you this because I'm a product of a December May, of a May December marriage. My mother was born in 1940. My dad was born in 1897. The 19th century he was born in. My mom was born in the 20th. So was I. And true enough, my father stayed with us. They married early before I got before I was even conceived. They were married. And it was difficult then. Because I had to realize I only had not that long with my father before he was going to pass away. So many of you older guys, you have to watch yourself too. You get one of these girls pregnant and then she leaves your ass and you got to pay child support. If you're on SSI, she'll probably get about 50 bucks a month. If you're going to mess with any of these women that are single moms, if you're an older guy, make sure her tubes are tied. Make sure she doesn't want any more kids. Make sure she doesn't have any more. For your sake. These are things just to help you along the way, gentlemen. I'm just telling you. Because it's going to be mighty difficult for you to go to football games, soccer games, and all the rest of that and, and watch the stages of your kid grows up, growing up. Because you're going to be dealing with all kinds of issues. Your body's getting older, not younger. The way she's looking at it, hell, she still has part of her life to live. If she's in her 20s, you're in your 60s. You shit. She's got 40 years in between. Now, don't get me wrong. Love can transition a it can transcend age. I saw it done in my family with my mom and dad. But here's what I'm saying though. As a kid, you're going to have to learn as much as you possibly can from your father as long as you can. Because the time window is very short. So these are things you have to consider. Just to help you out. Why do girls put guys in the friend zone? Because we don't like them, they're too nice. What's wrong with being nice? We like with all the data that I've shown is that women has a strong preference for guys that are tall and good looking from the dating apps, uh, which also leads to higher rates of single women and lower marriage rates, higher divorce rates. It's from people glamorizing toxicity, which essentially is coming from girls flocking to the chats and dating way above their league and trying to lock these guys down. Then when they get to their 30s, they either stay delusional or they settle down with a quote-unquote nice guy. This also explains why there's an increasing trend in never-married single mothers, and it is now at all-time high. They tend to keep their crazy standards or even higher because of their failed relationships and also go after younger guys as well.
I can tell that ass fake as fuck on God. The fuck you said to me? You heard what I said, that ass definitely fake as fuck. What the fuck you think you talking to? It's the fact that I can't come on here and say that I love black men without there being an entire uproar is genuinely sad and is a reflection of how our white supremacist society feels about black men. Like genuinely, I could come on here and say that I love black women and no one would bat an eye. But the fact that all of a sudden black men are involved, somehow there isn't a genuine reason to love black men. So many Americans' minds are still so colonized and still so indoctrinated by racial pseudoscience from hundreds of years ago is astounding. There is so much work that needs to be done. Like, people cannot fathom the fact that I could love a black man for something aside from his body. Can't fathom the fact that I genuinely enjoy being around black men. A lot of the times when I'm with white men, I feel unseen. I feel more objectified because I feel like white men don't understand me as a person as much as a black man would because at least black men understand what it's like to be like sexualized and objectified. So there's some level of understanding, although it's completely different. There's still, I feel like, greater empathy that I experience between myself and a black man than with me and a white man. Just based off my personal dating history, the black men that I have dated have been the most genuine, kind people. Like, there are reasons that I could prefer to date people that aren't just based off their bodies. And the fact that folks can't process that is like, y'all really don't view black men as anything else than a body. Also, these people say that I'm stealing black men away, like they don't have autonomy in their decisions. And it's so sad to me because there have been white women that have come to me and said, I was thinking about dating black men, but I'm scared of what the white community will think, or I'm scared of being judged by white people. And it's like, that is so sad. Like, Black men are already the most terrorized, villainized people in our country. And the fact that they aren't allowed to have genuine love towards them, or it's not even understood that they could possibly be lovable people, is insane. So yeah, this is why I'm so passionate about it, because like, literally, like, white people refuse to talk about these things, and it's like, if we continue to just be silent on things because we're afraid we're gonna be a bad person for slipping up somehow, like nothing's gonna change. Now this young lady brings up something that is very, very, very important. And I really like the way she presents herself because She's one of these women that seems as though she's focused and she's a thinker. Now, now as we know that um, when it comes down to race, it's a hot button issue in America. We know this. When it comes down to interracial dating, people get into their feelings. Some people feel disenfranchised. Like, why is he with her? Why is she with him? Uh, I'm that person's same race. I should have a shot at that person. But in some cases, what it is, it's an extension of some people feeling as though they have failed because they're single. And a handsome person or a very attractive woman is with someone else of a different race. There's a sense of entitlement some people have. And they feel as though that should be my boyfriend or my girlfriend. Now, there are a few things that we have to look at. First of all, we have to look at what she was talking about in particular. There is a fiction with the supremacy thing. I forgot the lady's name, but you can look her up. 
You could Google her. She's from Russia. And she went to Tibet. And she also went to Nepal. And from what I understand, she would hang around with the monks there. And she came up with her own belief and philosophy. She brings it back and it spreads throughout Europe. This had an influence on Hitler's Mein Kampf. And therefore, we go on to the menagerie of supremacy based on race. Now, these attitudes were enhanced by a lot of pseudoscience. As we know, Darwin came up with the four races, Caucasoid, Negroid, Mongoloid, and Austrioloid. And from those four races, other races derived based through migration, intermarriage, intersex, so forth. Now, what we have to also understand, too, is this. It was also used, race was used, as, as we know, throughout the centuries, as a power grab. And being of a darker hue was looked as being inferior. Now, why was this? This was because the people who had the power, of course, determined what it was. So if we're darker-skinned people were in charge or had the power at that time, then what would happen? Lighter-skinned people would be undesirable. Now let's look at a few things here. She brought up peer pressure, and she's saying the exact things I have been telling you on this show for five years. This young lady was able to very eloquently put it together. There are some people, we'll start from this angle first, that are minorities, that may feel as though being accepted by the majority includes being with someone of that majority. I become a member, I'm brought in by my partner, Therefore, I expect the same treatment as everyone else on this level. And then they may peer down on the people that are in their own group and say, well, don't know what to tell you. Then you have others that look at it from the point of, besides status rather, they look at it for love. People have different agendas. Some have it where it's a physical agenda. They want to see what it's like. Exploratory sex, experimental sex. Now, the thing we also have to look at is the reason why these people think this way is because a lot of them are alienated. That's where society is. Now, this young lady was very bold to admit what she preferred, what she wanted, openly. And she's going to get a lot of ridicule for this. Most women who would say something like this would. But see, she's in the same position a black man would be. A black man could compliment a black woman on the internet. If a black man compliments a white woman, he's going to get flack from black women. And not all black women are triggered by this. Because some of them are confident in themselves where they don't have to be. They don't have to get upset when they see an interracial couple where a black man's with a white woman or an Asian or a Latin woman. There was a lady a while back, a few summers ago, that tried to trigger me, but right over at the Grand Hotel here in Vegas. Standing in front of me with their white boyfriend, rubbing in his hair, kissing him on his neck and looking back at me and then rolling her eyes as if she had gotten into heaven. The guy was kind of nervous. He didn't want to look back. I said, hey, man, you guys make a good couple. 
He was so relieved I said that he didn't know what to do. Because I knew what he was going through. Other black men that were disenfranchised turning, turning away. You know, it's kind of funny, though. I've never seen a white woman scrutinize a white man being with a black woman or another woman of a different race. But a black woman with a black with a black man who's dating a white woman or a Latin woman or Asian woman, oh yeah, she, she'll probably make a comment. Now, all black women don't do this because many of them are confident in themselves. Some of them have gotten their own relationships. They don't have no time. They're happy. You're happy. They don't care. But there are some that feel as though you owe them. They're taking our men, some of them would say. How the hell can you take somebody that's actually giving themselves to someone because they may love them? They may be happy with that person and be miserable with you. Not because of your skin color, not because of your hair color, not because of your eye color. Maybe it's your attitude. Now this lady, I saw her video. Very nice looking lady. Modest, nothing over the top, just wearing lipstick. That's it. I don't even think it's lipstick, I think it's gloss. That's it. She's not dressed up and got her hair all prim and all. A very good looking woman. But see, here's the nexus between her and black men. They could relate to each other in the sense that she's an attractive woman, but she was objectified by white men. But see, on the other side, a lot of black men are disregarded by black women. And so these two find each other on that basis. Now, the other challenge that black men have when it comes to white women, you have some that just want him for his dick. You notice how she got past that and started talking about the person, someone who gets her, someone who understands her. This is the kind of white woman that will definitely be able to get a good black man. Now, what happens a lot of times is that they have a hint of dorophilia. But you notice she was conveying that she wasn't just into his skin. And this is what a lot of people are still focused on. They're still on the antiquated shit about skin color. And you know, what's ironic, you have these black men and black women, Latino men, Latino women, that run into this issue of you dating outside of your race. However, within their own race, the same race, both black and Latinos, and some Asians and different people have the same issue, where you have a darker skin colored person within your race. Some of them get discriminated about people, by people in their own race that's of a lighter skin tone. I know Latinos right now that will not date a dark skinned Latino. I know black people that will not date dark skinned black folks. I've been turned down by black women because they said I was too dark. I've been turned down by white women who said I was too dark. They wanted a lighter cut of black person. And then there have been white women that said I wasn't dark enough.
I'm glad we're not chameleons, where we'd have to change up to satisfy everybody's desire. I wouldn't do it. But what she's pointing out are some of the simple things that have kept us apart from each other's people in general. Our preferences. And sometimes our preferences are based on nonsense. I'll never forget one assignment I had. There was a black female that worked on the project with me. And all the white folks were trying to get me to talk to her and date her. Well, she and I were cordial to each other, but we realized we had no chemistry. She was heavy into religion, I was not. But we were still cordial, we became good friends. And they were upset because we didn't make it as a couple, as if we were some kind of animals put in the same cage in a zoo and we were supposed to mate. because they thought that was best for us. And we both told them, we're cool, we're friends, but we don't have an attraction for each other. Her husband was white. At that time, I didn't have a girlfriend. but they were going to still try to put us together anyway, even though this woman was married. You will find people that only want to see the optics of a relationship. They're not going to be in your relationship, but they think that, oh, you guys would look so good together. Shut the fuck up. You don't even know that person or the other. And black men also have it in a complicated way because many white women only want to approach a black man for his dick or his skin. You have women walking around, they have a lifestyle based on the Queen of Spades. Queen of Spades basically is this. Queen of Spades comes down to a woman's usually married, she's white, husband's probably white more than likely. And she has a tattoo on the back of her neck or maybe behind her ear of a spade. Like the playing card. It may be on her ankle. It may be on the shoulder blade. Maybe on her lower back. Maybe in her abdomen, under her breast, or even on top of it. But she wants it where she could flash it to a black man so he'll know that she's into black men because she's looking for a black boyfriend. Sometimes their husbands know about it. Sometimes they're discreet. Now, I can't make a judgment on those people that want to get into that lifestyle. If you want to be exploited like that, go right ahead. It's up to you. But here's the thing to keep in mind. Some people really think too highly of themselves. And you see this a lot. I never forget one time an obese Caucasian woman tried to talk to me in Orange County. And we had a conversation. We were going pretty nicely with the conversation. Until she made the comment, well, you know, not too many black guys are going to be able to get white girls. And then she went on to say, consider yourself special. Let's stop the train on the rails. And I told her, I said, look, let's face some facts here. You're a woman just like any other woman on the face of this planet. I treat all women the same. Black women, white women, nobody gets treated special. No one's put on a pedestal. 
All of you get treated the same way, no less, no more. I said, but you're going to come here with this attitude. And I'm not even going to mention the obvious reason why you're not going after white men. And of course, everything went left. But see, that's the thing. You have some of them that think they're so entitled that, okay, I've been rejected by my group, but in your group, you need to put me on a pedestal. Not me. Maybe somebody else that has low self-esteem. Not this kid. Mm-mm. We see eye to eye, we don't see it all. Now, here's the other thing. Many times, these women are gaslighted by other black men who go in, sleep with them, dog them out. And the way they look at it is, at least I'm accepted by these people. And there's some of them that have other issues. Some have been molested. Some have been just overlooked. And some may have dorophilia, where the only thing they want is your skin. They love black skin for some reason. So what you have to do, you're going to have to decipher What's the basis of your relationship? The first thing I look for is happiness for me. I don't give a damn what package it comes in. She can be an Inuit. She can be from Japan. She could be from the Philippines, China, Russia, Sweden, Singapore. I don't give a damn. If we're happy together, it's going to work. Now, white women in America are dealing with a lot of peer pressure, just like they do in many other parts of Europe and other parts of the world. Why are you with him? They got to worry about the family traditions. They got to worry about the peer pressure from their friends. And some of them are afraid to lose things. And yet they want to be on the fence and sleep with these guys, go out with them, but be discreet about it. Fellas, you should never be in a discreet situation. If you're in an interracial situation altogether, whether you're male or female, no matter what race you are, you should not be someone that they have to hide from someone else. You're a fool if you are. And it shows how desperate you are. If you're going to be with someone that you love, you should be side by side. One lady told me she would meet me at a motel because she didn't want to be seen in public with me because people will start to talk. And I told her, I said, well, you have fun in that motel by yourself. I don't have no time for this bullshit game. I don't. Some of you have written in about this. And see, the Gen Z generation, where this young lady's from, they're saying, fuck the traditions. Let's deal with what we want to be happy. And she's expressing herself in the right way. A lot of people may not like what she said, but it's true. The same thing I've been telling you. You see, at some point in this country, as I said before, we're going to have to realize that we got to get along. I'm not saying that everybody's got to intermarry or anything like that. But what I am saying, though, is at least we got to start working with each other on a better basis. Because you really look at it, who's, who's really fostering the legacy of racism? Old white men. There are women right now that can't even vote the way they want to vote. You've written in about this, ladies. 
about how your husband had you vote for Trump when you wanted to vote for Hillary? Because it was going to start an argument at the House if you didn't? Some of you can't even be yourselves. Worried about your family. I had a friend of mine that was involved in arranged marriages over in Iran. Family did not want her to marry anybody but the person they selected. That's a horrible existence. You didn't even have a say in who's going to go between your legs. You didn't have a say of who you're going to cook your meals for, who you're going to sleep by every night. Your family told you what to do. They're older women right now about how now they can be themselves at 55, at 60, 65, where they're now talking about dating interracially. But they couldn't do it because their parents were still alive and they didn't want to ruin the tradition. They just kept on to those values based on respect. And a lot of these women in their 60s now, born in the 60s, are realizing all that bullshit I was taught doesn't measure up to the reality of what we're finding out now. Because you got to remember, before the last three decades, we dealt with more feelings than we did fact. Now we can research things. We can look things up and understand when we're being bullshitted. And that's what's occurred. I remember when I took Monica out to a black club one time. There was these group of sisters that were sitting at the next table from us. And the first thing, she was so scared, she was leaning against me, she was like, I don't know if they're going to be upset with me being with you. I said, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Those women were just as nice as they could be. Monica had to go to the ladies' room, and I asked two of the ladies, could you go with her to make sure nobody else has any hostile intentions? They went. I bought them drinks when they came back. Monica invited them to their birthday party, to her birthday party, all of them. We had a wonderful time. You see, not everybody is upset. There's only a few. Most people don't care. They have problems of their own, lives of their own that they're dealing with. The other thing, too, is this. There are a lot of black women out there looking for men now. But see, many of them are stuck in the old tradition of, I got to be with a black man. Because they've been conditioned that way. You better go for your happiness. Fuck the allegiance. The allegiance gets you nothing. As a black man, I can truly tell you this. Everybody that's robbed me in my life has been black. Everybody stole from me has been black. If I was just going to base it on race alone, I would have said, fuck it, no more black people in my life. But I can't because I've met some good black people. But guess what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to hold myself single until I find a good black woman. I'm looking for a good woman, period, no matter what race she is. And yet, some of them get upset when they see a black man with a white woman, but when I was with the woman from Uganda, oh, that was a problem. A 
I told you when we went to Johnny Rockets that day and those sisters were sitting there at the table, calling my girlfriend smut and smoke, charcoal. But she had her own natural hair that went down to her butt. She had the best set of teeth I ever seen on a human being. Her skin was flawless without one pimple. Only thing she had on was lip gloss. I went over and talked to the ladies. Sitting over there with hair weaves and every kind of thing you can imagine on them, all kind of piercings. This woman had a law degree. And here's the thing, those women were sitting there You talk about white supremacy and all this stuff, you also got a lot of racial problems within certain minority groups where they have prejudices against their own people. So where does it stop? Now, we went to the Beverly Center, she and I. As this white leader came over, just walks over to her, you have beautiful skin. And then started to touch her arm and then started to reach for her hair. And I said, ma'am, no. And I got between she and my girlfriend. She was like, well, she has, she has such, such beautiful. I said, she is not a spectacle. She's a human being. You ask permission. You just don't go touching a woman. I said, now how would it feel if I just walked up to you and started touching you on your skin and touching your hair? You call the damn cops. Or if she would have done it to you. I was just trying to give her a compliment. Yes, but she is not a mannequin. She's a human being. My girl thanked me for it because it would happen a lot to her. And she didn't see it as a compliment. She saw it as an insult. Because that's the way she took care of herself. Touching it just like she was a damn dress on a clothing rack. None of you ladies would like that for somebody, some stranger just to walk up to you and just start touching your hair and touching your skin. Someone that you don't know. Treating you like a commodity. Like we're in the Savannah, Georgia in the 1800s and she's on a slave auction block. I wouldn't give a damn what race my woman was Nobody's going to walk up to her and touch her like that. They tried that with Monica. No. Oh, but you have beautiful olive skin. I know she does. I know she does. No, 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 no. We ain't doing that. You ask permission. That's what any woman. Don't just go up there and start putting your fingerprints over people. Got to respect the space. Now, you will also find those advocates, those people that are patronizers, that are not really into an interracial relationship as much as they are into proving a point. They want to prove, uh, they want to go against their parents who are racist and prove that they're not. And you're nothing more than a political football for them. And you have to watch that too. Then you have the patronizers that will tell you, you should be thankful to be with me. I love you people. I love your music. I love your culture. And they try to put you in this stereotypical role 
Don't fall for the okie doke. You got to remember, folks, that some people can't get over white women or white men. There are minorities that do that too. Because Western civilization has been brainwashed with this cloud of race. And people have tried generations after generation after generation after century after century in order to try to fix that through trying to go in and being accepted. And you have to realize it's on a person-by-person basis. You'll never have universal acceptance. It's not going to be a Valhalla moment where everybody's going to love you. There are always going to be factions that don't like you. And we also have to realize, too, your happiness should be the most important thing, no matter who it's with whether it's with the same-sex person, where even if... I heard one lady say something so stupid one day. She said that she'd rather her daughter grow up to be a lesbian than to be with a white man. Black lady. Well, her her wish came true in a way. She got married, and she eventually left her husband for another woman. Everything that her mother said went the opposite way. She didn't love her daughter anymore. She abandoned her. And this is the fear of some women. they're going to be abandoned. But see, there's another problem, too, for white males that date minority women. Because they got to keep an eye on the level of disrespect that their women may receive when they're not there. Again, it's all based on how we treat each other. And sometimes we treat each other very maliciously. As if that other party has done something to us. They're infringing or encroaching on our property. And we always bring it back to the stereotypes, don't we? And it's funny to see people try to put you in a box of a stereotype and they can't. I love seeing that. I love seeing them stress out over that. Because they can't relate. They don't know what the hell to do. This young lady said it best. I don't need to echo her sentiments because she said what I've been saying for the last five years on this show. We gotta treat each other better as human beings. We have North Korea, China, Russia, waiting, waiting, waiting for us to slip up as a country. We mess around and have a political divide if we want to, social divide. I will tell you one thing for sure. This time around, you don't have to worry about troops invading. You don't have to worry about a bombing of a naval base or something of that sort like at Pearl Harbor we have to worry about nuclear weapons now it's getting serious people are getting desperate and we really need to think about our future now as I told you 86% of people marry people within their own race so the other 14% 
they're going for others. For different reasons. Some are just going in it for sex. Others are going in it for experimental purposes. Others are actually going in it for happiness and love. And they don't care. I'd rather be in that group than any other group. I want you good folks to take care. And I'll talk to you on tomorrow. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jawson One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.